we're a show tune podcast now. <laughs> to the CNC replay. Oh, my mic is hot. Uh, hot mic. I am hot mic. I am Chris. I'm Noel. I'm I'm double C. I'm Coach Corey today. Coach He's got the full Corey quarter zip is... and the flat bill and everything. Listen, okay. Looking hold... like a 45-year-old man. Hold the phone. These I'm not qu- wrong. These Damn quarter it. zips are are, are so comfy. They're so great. It's like it's kind of like this is what I'm going to have to do once wearing jerseys goes out of style for me. I'm going to have to get a bunch so of these. So when you're 80, yeah, I'm gonna have to get a bunch of these quarter zips and and rock these. I used to have a small collection, but I I didn't like them because they were long sleeve and not short sleeve. Because short sleeve is where it's at. Because then you can get a nice little like baseball tee and it pops out like that, and then boom, you're looking real you're looking real hot on the field, real coachy, real coachy. All of the coaching. all the forty year old wives who drive their kids in minivans will be hitting on you afterwards. Just kidding, that doesn't happen. It's not happened once. Yet I would. It's early in the season. If I was a four year old four year old mom in a minivan, I saw you, Corey. I don't know. I think twice maybe. Chris, you would hit on him in regular life. He would. At I do hit on him on regular life. I would. I absolutely multiple occasions. Last week's game actually. I I saw you there. That was a pleasant experience. I did grab Chris's butt. In public. In yeah, public. There, we have a, a photo of them having a very nice hug and this woman behind them giving them, like, full-on side-eye. She looked like she was having a great time watching. No. She, I was having a great time getting groped. <laughs> Please what, don't eat off What do you mean, eat you know, Oh, sorry. <laughs> Punched by Dots Pretzels. Oh, oh, we can't. We don't. We don't. We can't do that, Chris. <laughs> we're not. Because we're not actually sponsored by Dots Pretzels. We could be though. We could be Dots. We're for sure not. not. We could be though. Honestly, yeah. um, guys, Corey, my favorite day of the year happened. You got to attend. I got to attend. I did the math. Ramadan. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> Ramadan is a couple weeks, though. It's not just a day. Chris, I'm so glad that you're on because... It was opening day. No, <laughs> no, Noel and I, like, I love Noel, we, and we get stuff done when we're on, but we... But we get she, stuff done, period. She, Why do you get stuff she, done? She, we can't do jokes like that. Like, her and I. You and I no. can. No. And then Noel can facilitate and bring us back together, but... But oh my gosh! If you look at it from a certain <laughs> point of view, I guess you could compare. I'm just kidding. I'm not going to do that. <laughs> no. um, opening day, and I did the math. It was usually, usually I've only been to opening day outside of working for the Tigers with my dad. So that's pretty cool. I like that. The last opening day we went to was in 2011. Wow, I you think were in eighth grade. Ah. At least that's the one I have uh, photos of. Yes, or or like marked in like the ballpark app. Mm-hmm. It could be. It could be. Maybe. It, I would think maybe 2014, but okay. for sure, 2011 was the last time we went. 
And I was like, a long time ago. That is a long time years ago. ago. That is 11 years ago. So me and my dad got to go, which was super fun. Um, because a, I live in another state now and, you know, going to baseball games and going to sports games in general was just reserved for my dad and I. And then once I got older and got a car and realized that, Oh, friends can go to these games and I want to go to them a lot more than like a couple times a year. Uh, mm-hmm. then, you know, started going with them, but no, it's like really cool when I get to go to like a game. Certain my... days are still special. I'm right. sure that you'll still keep doing that. Right. I hope we do. Um, because yeah. that was a lot of fun. Um, but before we get into like the actual sports side of it, um, opening day is just as crazy in Detroit as it ever was in a post COVID world or whatever you want to say. Um, and the one thing I will say, like the stadium at times didn't look full, although it was pretty full. There were so many people in the concourse like an uncomfortable amount of not because of like you're too close to people but it's like why aren't you in your seats i was gonna say just like hanging out waiting for food or just like standing loitering getting beers getting food standing around i waited it was the fourth inning i waited probably like 30 minutes for hot chocolate because it was a little chilly and i wanted some hot chocolate um and it was the upper level so what it was it was uncomfortably packed, like just uncomfortably packed in the concourse, and it's like, well, well, why, why aren't why you paid you paid at least eighty dollars for your seat? Why aren't you in it? Mm-hmm. Why is your why is your butt not in the seat? Because they want to add another fifty seven to their food bill. If you were just gonna go downtown to Detroit to drink and not watch the game, go to a bar, <laughs> like. Yeah, it just oh, doesn't yeah. make. I mean, like, hey, like the Tigers are appreciative of it, but like for you, like that's just not smart. It's like, oh, is that opening day? Oh, what was the score? I don't know. <laughs> uh, do you even know what happened? Like, it was the craziest thing. Oh, really? That's so cool. It's like you were at the game, idiot. Mm-hmm. Freaking maroon. Yeah, maroons. Plural. I had to pluralize that. Um. But other than that, outside of the game, uh, a lot of fun towards the end. That might have been one of the more boring baseball games I've sat through because there was a couple runs early, uh, and then the Tigers didn't do anything to like the eighth and ninth inning. But the eighth yeah, and ninth inning. Yeah, I had it inning... on while I was at work at a local coffee shop and just had it on my work computer. And then I had to go meet a friend, and I was like. I guess nothing's going to happen. And then I started driving and then all the notifications rang in as I was driving away. And I was like, cool, great, awesome. Yeah, 100%. The the coolest part about, well, I mean, everyone who's seen it or have heard of it now, um, Eduardo Rodriguez did not look good. He could not locate, but also didn't get any help from home plate umpire whatsoever. Um, But only made it, I think, four innings, if that, maybe. I don't know. Uh, bullpen outside of Gregory Soto for that one game did phenomenal. Hutchinson started off pretty rocky, but then was able to get out of a jam and keep it. There was, mm-hmm. from the time that Rodriguez exited the game to the home run in the, in the, what was it? The top of the ninth, right? Yes. Yeah. 
or maybe there was another one. It was either one or zero runs given up. This is a couple days ago and a couple games ago, so I have to process all of this game information. But the bullpen only gave up at most one run. When has that ever happened ever? For the Detroit Tigers? When? Almost never. Never. <laughs> Almost never. Almost never. Um, so that was sweet. And the two biggest components and players of the game for the Tigers were the recently acquired Javier Baez and Austin Rose. One could Woo! one could make the argument, if those two players are not on the team, they do not win that game. And they mm-hmm. do not win their second win of the year on today. If it not for Austin Meadows and Javier Baez. Javier Baez, yep. Pe- people can make yep. those arguments. And then Javier Baez made maybe one of the most ridiculous plays I've ever seen live. Like, deep into the hole at shortstop. Diving, gets back up, one, just, <clears throat> I can't even describe it other than, <clears throat> than that. Um, Candidate, yeah. Um, so, it it the opening day game, once the Tigers came out with a victory, it felt different. Energy was there. It was, I remember a couple times last year, the park was pretty full in the summer, and I think they had a couple of sellouts too, but that was like, they were like marketing hard to like, hey, we're going to pack the, we're going to pack Comerica Park Hmm. these couple of days. So like, outside of like extra marketing, it's probably the most full I've ever seen Comerica Park in like the past six years, which was awesome, awesome to see. Mm -hmm. But it really felt like this, this team was better. And like, like had turned the page, like the rebuild. I heard, saw a lot of people saying the rebuild's over. We're competing. It's going to be tough. It's, you know, we're not going to give up anymore. Um, And in the words of AJ Hinch, if you don't want to join us, then we'll beat you sort of a thing. And that's what opening day was. Now the next two games after that, not so much. Um, and then today we were able to beat a AL East contender in the Boston Red Sox. Uh, and Matt Manning had a, probably one of the best games started in his young career, which is encouraging to see a couple of thoughts outside of walks. Um, Robbie Grossman. Not looking good. Robbie Grossman isn't looking too great. Not looking good. Condelario is Hit and miss. He had a couple of really hard hit balls, but he's struggled a little bit um, since then. And Akil Badu has struggled out of the gate as well, which I was really, really concerned about. And I don't yeah. want him to struggle because mm-hmm. he's such an electric player. Like, a, not a homegrown electric player, but like, like burst onto the scene with the Tigers. You can't help guys but root that. for him. You can't help but root for the guy. And he's just yeah. he's just fun to watch when he's playing well. And you want to root for the guy because he was essentially given up on by his former team. And, you know, he had his success here. Um, but those guys have to play better or at least produce more offensively. Torkelson, hate to say, has looked overmatched. Yeah. Very much so. And that he got a day off today. He had a pinch hit opportunity. He struck out in there, but he's he's had he's had a good eye. Um, he's I think he's seen the on average the eighth most pitches out of any player in the majors, um, which is good. Shows that he's patient. He's not you know pressing in the fact that you know he's swinging at everything like a young player might usually do. Um, 
and you can take this this is a final thought i guess you can take this as you will um the tigers are 500 after four games um the tigers are 400 after four games with three of the worst starts from their starting pitchers their top three starters had probably the worst starts in recent memory eduardo rodriguez we don't know he made his debut he didn't get a whole lot of help um but casey mize didn't look great he didn't look sharp and scooball just like you had so much excitement for him out of the spring and then this first start out of spring he just was just getting pounded mm-hmm. so but the fact that you're 500 while having three pretty miserable starts is encouraging but also i think my bottom line prediction for this team this team will go as far as their starting rotation will take them absolutely and if they continue to have performances from those top three starters like that, this 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 may not be as much fun of a season as we had hoped for. But maybe their offense will keep them in the games. I'm I have so much that I could talk about, but I, I don't want to I don't want to completely bury you guys. Um, have we talked about um, the new pitch calling? Uh, what are they called? The com system? Yes, thingies? pitch track. Yes, pitch com. Uh, the Thank tigers, you, pitch com. The Tigers <laughs> they do tested not those. have that yet. Right. Yeah. I don't okay. I don't know. I don't know when we are going to get those. I think some teams are on the fence. Like, they've, they've used them. They've tested them in spring training, but they haven't fully enacted them yet. The Tigers are one of those teams that haven't enacted them. I don't know if they they've... haven't. And I think it was because Barnhart didn't like it. Like I feel like he, te- I feel like I read somewhere that he had tested it and wasn't a huge fan. Like the technology wasn't working, or he just didn't like it, and so that's why they weren't initially a part of like the first wave. You know what I yes. mean? Yes. Okay. So I don't know if you guys had thoughts on that as a system. You know, prevents pitch uh, sign stealing, that sort of stuff. I don't yeah. know if you had thoughts. I, I, I mean, I don't mind it. I think it'll be somewhat difficult uh, for players and, and pitchers to get used to. I think, from what I've read, it's like, it's almost like, uh, uh, it's not a visual thing, but is it a sound thing, like, that's connected to their hat that tells them? You know, I'm not really sure. It looked like a little... It's a buzzer in the shoe. It is? Yeah. That's wild. Really? It's a buzzer in the shoe. Like yeah. a Morse code situation. Yeah, Except like not like, actually Morse code. Wow. Yeah. I don't like that. I, as a pitcher, I would hate that. I would I would not do that. Mm-mm. No. I hate that. Yeah. And honestly, I'm kind of surprised that MLB would do that. Nah, actually, no, I'm not that surprised. I... <laughs> Here's the thing. I have a solution. What's your solution? Take away the Astros World Series ring. Oh and my show gosh! They mean business. That's what you could do. You could do that, and then people wouldn't steal signs. Well, here's the thing: they would have to do something. Here's an idea. They'd have to do something with the Yankees too, because. Well, probably should. Woof, 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 woofsies. Um. Here's the thing: the stealing signs was legal. Okay, yes, Noel. Hi, sorry, just a button. It's not it doesn't look like it's in the foot. It's in the hat. Okay. 
Yeah. With a touch of the button on the catcher's wrist, a pitch call is sent to receivers that are tucked inside the hat of the pitcher and middle infielders. I still would hate that. Oh. Somehow that's worse. Yeah. Uh, Headset in the helmet, and it verbally tells us which pitch is coming. Verbally. So it's not a buzz. Uh, I don't like that. I just feel like I wouldn't like that in my hat. So what would your solution be? I don't know. Maybe. Uh, honestly, maybe. <sighs> An ankle monitor? I don't know. Well, that still messes with your feet. As a pitcher, your your stance is a huge part of it, right? So, like, yeah. you wouldn't want to mess with anything that was really below the neck. Maybe on, like, maybe it's a vibration on the bill of the hat, but then, like, you could get, like, I, I, like in what the What happens hat. if the hat falls off or, like, that I don't know. too. I, yeah, I don't know. It's it's a wild concept. I I'm glad that I guess teams are being like uh, proactive in te- technological advancements, but still, like I feel like as a pitcher, you wouldn't want to add anything extra into your you know into your your uniform, and especially since pitchers are such like creatures of habit, mm-hmm. that would at least take a little bit to get used to. So I don't really know. And the thing is, like. Stealing signs is legal. As long as it's within the confine. Like, if if a guy on the opposing team hits a double, he's on second base, and he somehow figures out your signs, that's on you because your signs are really crappy. And then you figure out and change your signs and do all that stuff. That's within the confines of the game. The whole thing with the Astros is they used technology outside the game to then get an advantage, which which is bad. But I guess any rule has a has a fine line that you have to deal with. Um, so I I feel like if the Tigers are as committed to analytics as they are, we'll eventually see this. Um, but also, like, Tucker Barnhart before this was a gold glove winning and a gold glove winning catcher and a very good defensive catcher. If he doesn't want it, then fine <laughs> i think we'll be okay i'm okay with I'm, it i'm okay with it uh i have another thought too and javier baez has been great mentioned him in meadows and meadows has just been awesome um the the fact that every day that passes is just it makes less sense why the rays would want to trade this guy especially a dude with three years of control um i think i put in a little blurb from last week um, and like at the eleventh hour, the Tigers get this guy for opening day, and it's it, he's been great. He's been worth every single cent, and we're four games in. Javier Baez is exciting, and Chris has talked about this as well when I was off the pod. Um, he is going to be the most frustrating player on the Detroit <laughs> yes. Tigers this year. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and like he's gonna he's gonna be responsible for a lot of wins on this team. But he is gonna kill so many rallies, or yep. he's gonna he's gonna make that boneheaded play that is just gonna cost us a game. I, I it, yep. he's gonna be an enigma, and I love bias. At the game yes, at the game yesterday, he literally he was on the shift, scooped up the ball. He's he is closer than he is at shortstop. And completely whiffs the throw to first to the point where Torkelson has to jump off the bag and the guy's safe at first on a routine ground ball. Drove me nuts. Mm-hmm. But you see on opening day, he can slide stop, 360 pirouette, laser to first base, no issue. 
Oh, excuse me. <laughs> sponsored by Lining. Sponsored by Lining Kugels. Lining Kugels. <laughs> Lining Kugels. Chris just like chugged um, a beer and ate forty handfuls of pretzels. So, <laughs> like a true American. Um, but um, yeah, it's. I, I have to admit, the opening day game was a lot excited than the one I had yesterday, of two hits and nine innings. And Chris got severely sunburned, which is not pretty. But I'm with you on that. I think that with the, when it comes to the Tigers, that you're absolutely right about Javier Baez. Um, we will have it. We kind of have a scrappy team, which is odd. Like when we're on, we're on. But when we're off, holy cow, we are like we yeah. had low expectations, but holy cow, like it's pretty bad. Um, so I'm glad. I'm glad that we did. And I think with one or two things, like. I think having the right people starting is, is again, what's most important. you got to put the best nine guys out there, and if we can't do that, then, I mean, we're kind of toast. But I think if Badu catches wind and we get Riley Green back at some reasonable point in time, I think, I'm not sure if he's this season. I forget how long out he is. Um, he'll be this year. But at some point, yeah, if we can get him back and, and Torkelson gets used to it. I don't think he's recorded his first hit yet, if I'm not mistaken. No, um, he is not. Which we that's not great. So we uh if we get him moving, things are aligning, then I mean hey, right now we're a five hundred team and we just beat the Red Sox, so it's it's uh it is what it is at this point. So we'll see. What's we our see. what's our prediction for the rest of this series against the Red Sox? We have Tyler Alexander going tomorrow, uh and then Eduardo Rodriguez uh again on the the third game of the series. So we're 500 right now. Do we mm-hmm. win one more game against the Sox at home, or do we drop the next two? I think it'll be two out of three. Okay. I think it will be two out of three as well. Uh, and I think we'll still be a, we'll still be a 500 team. But <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Mary Hill bought a cat water fountain. <laughs> oh, That's no. Kind of funny. So now our cats are really into it right now. This is pretty funny. Does it just stay running? Holy cow. Okay, I'll have to pull out the post a pod picture of this cat water uh, uh, at some point. I know it has nothing to do with sports, but Perfect. That's that's wonderful. Yeah. Um Yeah. I think I think the Tigers will uh win this series as well. I really hope they do. Um because that would be a little disheartening to have a losing record against the uh Sox of baseball at home. Um yeah. which would be very Both Sox, white and right, red. The Sox of baseball. Oh. No, no. That would, that's socks. That's the S in socks stands for sucks. Ha 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 ha. Also, um, shout out Eric Haas. I love Eric Haas. And if if none of these guys in the out or if I guess it's Badu and Grossman <clears throat> kind of heat up, Haas is going to play his way into this lineup somehow. Yeah. Yeah, um, and that home run that he hit on opening day was awesome. <laughs> that, was, <laughs> that was so cool. That was a that was a no doubter, and he's just I I am so happy for the guy. And that's to know if a player has arrived as if he can do that in consecutive years. And he essentially picked up right where he left off. He had a lot of clutch hits last year, and he had probably the most clutch hit you know, of the game 
Arguably the season. Well, of the season right now to this point, yes. <laughs> of the, the four games that we've finished. <laughs> yes, yes, very much so. Very much so. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm encouraged. I'm I'm I wish they would have won one more game against the White Sox, but hey, first four games in, five hundred after three horrible starts from your starting your top three starting pitchers. Cool. Let's we'll take it. At this let's point, let's win some more games. Let's win some more games. Let's do it. Let's do it, Chris. Let's win some more games. Let's win some more games. Let's win some more games. That's it. And I'm now going to be sitting. Uh, lowered bowl, but all the way in the back, so I can not get in the sun anymore. Or else, I think it. I might have to go see a doctor. So, y'all can't I'm see pale. it, but Chris is actually very burnt. I am pale. This is not good. I walked into work today, and they're like, "Oh no, <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. yeah, not a good time." Not great, oh, Bob. No, Pistons, right? Pistons, guys, it's on. over. It's over. The season is finished. It's over. We're done. No more suffering. No more pain. None of it. None of it anymore. Um, Our last three games were losses. Yeah, but that doesn't. That that does. It doesn't. It doesn't. doesn't But we like to play spoiler, right? Like that's that's always fun, and so that's kind of a bummer. Uh, And I know that it's hard on the players. Like that was one of the points that Cade made, and his like air quote exit interview for the season it yeah. was like yeah the losing streak's hard that's hard to do yeah although uh Kate cunningham did something in this month that only one player before has done in his rookie season Kate cunningham in march averaged about 23 points per game uh six rebounds per game and seven assists per game in the month of march and the he is one of two rookies to do that um, in any month for the rookie season. Can you guess that other player? Noel, I think you already know, but Chris doesn't. I do know the other player. Chris, guess. One player Isaiah in... Thomas. Not in Pistons, in, not in Pistons history, NBA. I'm going to say it's Michael Jordan or LeBron James. It's Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan. <laughs> Michael Jordan. Yeah. And you know what, Chris? Do you know who won rookie of the month in the month of March? Was it Mr. Cunningham? It was not Cade Cunningham. <laughs> Oh, so nice. so <laughs> so the the guy who 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 averaged who who who, who had the same numbers in, in a month that you know Michael Jordan had in a in a month mm-hmm. um, um did not win Rookie of the Year. Uh, and uh, Corey, um, tell me how are are people on the internet reacting rationally to this at all? Oh no. No. No, no, no. Not no, a, of course not. No, they're not. No. No. It's, no, no. They're not ta- they're not handling it very well. Jalen Green um won it for the Western Conference and then I think Scotty Barnes won it for the East. Um both of which uh it just it, it doesn't. Well, Jalen Green I can understand because like he dropped like a 42 point game in his last game of the year and then he like like the last like I think eight, seven or eight games he had like 30 points or something. Um, but some of those some of those games were in April, so like, ooh. like how how are we gonna how are we gonna how are we gonna how are we gonna match this, you know? Um, and then honestly, I didn't even check Scotty Barnes' number because like if you're putting up numbers like we've seen all season long that are similar to LeBron James and Michael Jordan, and that's not an exaggeration, by the way. Mm-hmm. 
No, not at all. That is not. We've talked on this podcast how many how many times that oh, Cade Cunningham did this, and only Michael Jordan, LeBron James, Luka Doncic, and so and so. Like Jerry, at least three. At least done that times. at least three times. At three times. So like it's like if you get it once, like oh okay, but we got it three times, and then for his grand finale, he did something in a month that only Michael Jordan did in the history of the NBA in a rookie mm-hmm. in a rookie season. Mm-hmm. Maybe we should take notice. So here's my thing: um, he's not going to win rookie of the year. That's my hot take. He's not going to win it. It's yeah. Feel like we're leaning more and more that way, and it's really frustrating. <laughs> Basketball's over. <laughs> yeah, thankfully, because obviously I just Oh my goodness. I the more I look at it and I understand it's exciting, I get it, but I hate that it's exciting. Like the fact that ten teams in each league get a shot at the playoffs. Like the playing tournament, cool. Like that's fine. But ten teams There's just so many. That's way too... 20 teams out of a 30-team league? That's not even... At that point, that's not even, like, the the best playing for the championship. That's just not no. the worst playing for the championship. Right. Right. Yeah. It's just... I get it. I understand. It's exciting. It's cool. Who wouldn't want to go? If you're these lower seeds... Who wouldn't want to go to a single-game elimination postseason game? It, baseball did it, and they did it without totally um, sacrificing the integrity of the game. Uh, football is that, anyway. Um, and the NHL doesn't do it because the NHL is the most perfect playoff format ever and the most beautiful playoff tournament of all time. So... Uh, it's just too much. It's just too much. So I'm, you know what? Cool. I'm glad that the Pistons are out right now. They need some more talent on the roster, even though Sadiq Bay, who, by the way, started 82 games this season, mm-hmm. started 82 games. That means he played in, in, in an age where people play for three games. Oh, I I, load management. Got to get out. Sadiq Bay played in all 82. I would love to see the NBA streak for like the Iron Man streak for the NBA. I think that would be mm-hmm. really great. Um, because Hey, why not? Why not Sadiq Bay? What, what? Do your thing, homie. Come on, man. Like just, just play every game ever and be a baller. Like you are. Cause you're an absolute stud. Yeah. I mean, if he continues on this <clears throat> might as well, right? Like, yeah. Just keep throwing him in there. And I think he was one of five players this year. Five. In the entire league to play every single game. That's a huge upgrade from last season. Five. Huge. That is one starting lineup. Five. It's pretty good. Not even good. It's just it just shows again the state of the NBA. Five dudes played in every single game. And I honestly couldn't name you the other four. I don't even know their names. Couldn't tell you. Five dudes. One of them being Sadiq Bey. I don't know. Is that a problem? I can't really articulate that. But I feel like if only five players in your entire league that play every single game, 
Don't like that. <clears throat> no. Like, can you imagine if in the NFL, it's a di- it's apples to oranges. I get it. Completely different. Um, but like, if two quarterbacks, two starting quarterbacks, played every single game, we would be having a conversation about what's wrong with the quarterbacks in the NFL. Right. Yeah. <laughs> We, we would be having that conversation. Yeah. But that's not how it goes, thankfully. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know. I don't know what to do with that information. I don't know what you guys want to do with that information. Um, I and, I was, and I was thinking we could start with NBA mock draft stuff, but I, let's, let's skip that for this week. I, I, let's hold we on. Didn't, I didn't get a good look into, you know, some of the players, and then we can take a deeper dive into – next week when we have less to talk about for the rest of the folks yeah so i have an inkling suspicion that we finished last place in the league we did not Mm-mm. we did not no nope. but we we were bottom four so yes. we are in the lottery like well into it nice which is exciting yeah very nice which i think if we finished bottom four the most we can drop would be Would it be? I can't do math. <clears throat> three additional or three or two additional spots. I don't know. We'll have to look into that as well. But we're gonna win the lottery anyway because you, we're gonna win the lottery because Cunningham isn't gonna win Rookie of the Year. So like, oh, we uh, just we gotta give we gotta help out Detroit here. They're not gonna say that. They can't say You're that. You're right. They can't. Detroit. The universe everybody. would collapse. You're the right, universe would collapse if anybody said, yeah, let's help Detroit out. You're right, because the Red Wings are going to win the draft lottery. Nope, that's not going to happen either, because nope. we're not allowed to have nice things at nope. all. That'd be really cool if we did, though. <laughs> It'd be a lot cooler <laughs> if you did. It'd be really cool if we did. Think about that. That's a, that was a wrench in everything. That oh, would be cool. That would be great. Um, we should probably save the wings for the last. We will. Um, Mm-hmm. So, what what Lions news? Not a whole lot from the past week, if I'm not mistaken. Besides what Campbell said. Yes. Um, it, also, there was a little like hard knocks teaser that was out, and I'm like super geeked oh, about I, it. I, I'm so excited I, it, about that. There was the a teaser that came ever. out. I didn't watch it. It was like a little like clip of um, of uh, Campbell talking with one of the players. And I just like I love oh, Campbell. I, I really do. I sent that to the group. Yes, I did see that. Yeah, you did. I didn't know that was he the just, hard. He can't do anything teaser. wrong. Okay. He just he just can't do nothing wrong. I love that guy so much. Yeah. Who was well, he? Well, anyways, to? he can't do stuff wrong. I Let me one go. of the I think one of the linebackers we signed, if I'm not mistaken. But yeah, that was a good video because I think it just kind of shows how invested Campbell is to into his players. You know. Um, and mm. I think, I think you said it best is like, you would nominate him for dad of the year, right? hundred percent. Um, and it was basically just Campbell and this player in what looked like the Tigers office hallway, just kind of standing and having a chat after what I'm assuming was a bigger team meeting. Uh, and Campbell was just like, you belong here. Like, what are you going to do from this point on to make it better? Like, just like all of like the good coach things that you want somebody to say to you. Um, mm-hmm. Especially if you, uh, I don't know if this is what the player was dealing with, but for me, 
if I'm standing in that position, I'm probably feeling a little bit like a, a tiny bit like an imposter and like, hmm, how did I make it here? And can I stay here? And so I'm sure Campbell saying those things was super reassuring, but it was super, that was really nice to see. Um, but Corey, I know that you said you had some other stuff. Yes. Um, other than that. But to, to piggyback off of that, um, Dan Campbell is Dan Campbell because we, we say something like that and he's like saying all like the good like oh you belong here stuff but it it's not like it's not like this motivational speaker like you belong here and you're right you're he's not Chris ex- Farling it <laughs> no he's like hey man like I'm you belong here like you're the you're a dude and like you're just you're just gonna love it here man the culture the the like and you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna want to be a part of this man and like all like he's literally talking like jeff bridges from the big lebowski like he is the big lebowski like in that's a softer what, voice like he was a, very quiet i was actually kind of shocked that he wasn't like a little bit more excited he was very like soft about it yes Yes, and that is that is the game changer for Hard Knocks because this guy we are just gonna get we are gonna get so much. We got I think what we got to do when we're watching Hard Knocks and that's gonna be like our weekly update. We got to mm-hmm. have a Dan Campbell quote of the week. <laughs> like what Perfect. was the what was the funniest thing that this man because he is gonna he's gonna say something so outrageous. It's gonna he's gonna I'm say sure something so outrageous. Several. It's gonna end up being like a TikTok like trend or something like that. Uh, the the Lions TikTok page is just gonna go bananas. <laughs> like th- that content is just gonna be absolutely obscene, just unheard of. Um, complete big heat daddy bender from from the Lions, except without <laughs> the vulgarity and language. Um, um, wow. Uh, but Dan Campbell also said something very interesting to to the Detroit Free Press, and I did find the quote. Um, it's this is it's from Fox Sports, but he in Fox Sports took it from a Free Press article. Uh, the NFL common wisdom suggests that the key to long term success is landing a top tier quarterback. But second year Detroit Lions coach Dan Campbell doesn't agree with that narrative, as he shared his thoughts on the topic with reporters on Thursday. No, I don't think you need that, Campbell said, as reported by the Detroit Free Press. I think that those guys are ob- that, like that are obviously, they're special, and they certainly can give you a better chance. But no, I don't believe you have to have one of those guys to have sustained success. Interesting. So, so this quote tells me a few things. Number one, I guess maybe I wouldn't too, feel too great if I were Jared Goff, but also, like, I would have to imagine that the conversation has happened like, it's like, Jared, you're not Matt Stafford. That's kind of why you're here, sort of mm-hmm. a thing. But you, like, as long as you're the quarterback of this team, like, we're going to we're gonna rally behind you. You're going to lead this team. Like, in forever long, you are here. We are going to support you in that. And change our minds. Like, play in a way to get you to stay here. But until mm-hmm. that, we're going to blah, 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 blah. We don't need, we don't need to get into that. But like we had talked about last week, Noel, what got the Lions in trouble was the fact that everybody and their mom and their dead grandma knew the Lions were going to take Jeff Okuda at three in the Quintricia era. So if you're sitting there at two and and teams trade up to draft quarterbacks, I don't necessarily think a quote like that helps. Maybe I'm being nitpicky or maybe they are being a bit savvy. Um, 
I don't know really know how because there's other quotes saying that you know the position doesn't matter at two and we're going to go for whoever is the best player that can help our team win and that was an article talking about Kyle Hamilton and blah 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 all of that stuff. I and the Detroit radio people, which sometimes I just despise, are talking about taking Jordan Davis, the uh, the defensive tackle um, from Georgia, who is like face. no, no. Well, they're no, they're all Absolutely they're all like oh, like everybody's like like knocking him, and then the people are like like oh, everyone said that Aaron Donald was too small to be in this league, and like can we? Jordan Davis and Aaron Donald compare, are, compare Aaron are Donald. completely different. Jordan Davis is a mountain of a man. Aaron Donald is a walking muscle. He is undersized, quote-unquote, but he makes up for that because he can Why bench press so 500 good? pounds. Oh, um, I think he's up to 700 pounds, if I'm not mistaken. No, I'm sorry. He's at five. 590. You're just Sorry, keeping was, track of this man's workout day. routine? Well, was, you have to. I, yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. any one man bench pressing 500 pounds, that is literally almost three of me. No, I know it's impressive. I'm just saying. It's funny. From what? Chris has like, I've upst- like, live updates. Anyways, he, continue. Uh, why he's so successful, though, is because he's so small. His center of gravity is so low. But he's worked out since the draft so much to the point where he's literally like huge, and he just can bulldoze anybody. Like you can't get you can't get underneath him. How tall like, is that's he? That's the thing. He's gonna. He's five ten, five eleven. No way. I'm mistaken. Yeah, he's under six foot. If last time, if I'm not mistaken, if I'm not mistaken, Aaron Donald's under six foot. All right. Don't quote. We're me looking this, this up. Uh... I'm sorry. He's six one. Okay. He's six one. And how much little, does he little, weigh? A couple inches taller. Oh, homeboy is uh, all muscle. Yeah, uh, Aaron Donald is 10% body fat as well. <laughs> wow. He weighs 285. Okay. Big boy. Yeah. He's a big boy. Actually, that might be wrong because that article was old. And sometimes... <sighs> I can't spell. Well, you can't read, so imagine the spelling comes. You know back. what? Shut up, <laughs> guys. I'm gonna I'm gonna be honest with you. I'm gonna give a, a draft prediction because we are t minus like two weeks out, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, Corey and I, or yeah, Corey and I did this last week, but we didn't get your opinions because you weren't here. So I feel free to give those now. We are taking Thibodeau, and you don't sound happy about that. Um. Okay, here's my opinion. I think that he is the most talented pass rusher. I think Hutchinson is the better defensive player all around and that Hutchinson can read a block and get the runner down way before the line of scrimmage. I would rather have Hutchinson. Originally, I wanted Thibodeau. I'd rather have Hutchinson. But we have, like... Our secondaries, it's not that we have, like, like Jeff Okuda is still a good pick. He didn't look good last year. We have a couple other corners, if I'm not mistaken, who are rated so low in the league. I know, Corey, you don't agree with this. But here's my opinion as to why they do suck and their stats are terrible. They have so much time to throw the ball. Like, anybody, any corner is going to look bad. Any corner is going to look bad if you have three to four seconds to throw the ball. Like, 
you can't guard you cannot guard a wide receiver for that long without losing coverage, losing space. That's why I think we are taking Thibodeau, and I'm not upset about it because we do need that pass rushing ability where you better get the ball off. Like, and it's those quick plays that our corners can then turn around. Like, I don't think, like, I think if we drafted a Kyle Hamilton, like, that would be great for the long term, but we do need, we need the pass rusher ability. I think if we did, I think, and let me rephrase this. I think getting a pass rusher, like a talented pass rusher, is going to fill the biggest gap. That's what I'll say. I think that's exactly what we talked about. Or at, mm-hmm. le- yeah. or at least I was expounding Pretty on close. last week. Um, I I will say I don't. Hutchinson is going number one now. I think. Um, yeah. The I'm so sad. About the Jaguars uh, added additions to their offensive line via free agency, and for the longest time they were projected to take Evan Neal from Alabama with the number one pick. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And now they're just going to take the best player available. Um, Which could you imagine what our run game would look like if we had Evan Neal? Pretty wild, <laughs> but I don't even think we need it. Like we don't. No, we don't need. We it. need. We do need a pass rusher because, and Desperate. I would agree that I don't think our secondary is as bad as was advertised. Awarie had was up there for the league lead in interceptions. We talked about mm-hmm. that guy all the time, and yeah, Okuda is coming back. I heard some mumblings. Maybe they move him to the other safety spot. Via Will Harris. Yeah. Um, or, like, next to Will Harris. I'm totally fine with Maybe. that. Maybe. I don't I'm know. I'm totally fine with that. I, I've got no clue. But still, they can move, they can move some things around. They need a pass rusher because they do not have a good one. And we talked about that last yeah. week. So, no, Chris, I agree with you. Yeah. But also, yeah. I, and I think Kyle Hamilton yeah. might be a sleeper. Not a sleeper, but I think he could go as high as two with the Lions. I do, too. I do too. Um, I like if if we're not taking if we're not taking Thibodeau. Like, there's some people who are like, "Oh, let's take quarterback." I don't hate that, but I think that Kyle Hamilton would be my next pick. Like, I would I would probably take Thibodeau, Kyle Hamilton, and then I would take some. It, I might reach for a quarterback at that point, but again, it's we're in a good spot. At, like, oh, well, okay, I'm actually going to say it. we're not in a good spot at two. I actually hate that we're at two. But I think that we can still make a good draft out of it if we play our cards. I right. want them to so, trade down. I would be. That's honestly. That's exactly what get I would do. Third first round pick. pick. I'd, I'd absolutely yeah. want them to trade down because then you can get. That's what I would do. Then you can get Kyle Hamilton, who you've been rumored to get, and then I think there's yep. other there's other edge rushers that have been in the conversation. I saw yeah. I saw a mock draft with uh I think a defensive end from Georgia. Not not uh Jordan Davis because he's a defensive tackle. Um mm-hmm. but if you yeah. can somehow get another top ten pick. Yeah. Well Oregon Oregon had their pro day and we had we brought out pretty much the entire Lions back office to that pro day apparently because there was like seven or eight guys from the Lions organization back office who were looking to talk to Tim. As they should. And as they should, but so I, my opinion, like, I, I don't know. I think I, I would, if I had the choice, I would trade down. I would a hundred percent trade down, but then I'd probably look at Thibodeau and then I'd probably look at uh, Kyle Hamilton and kind of waste your value. But Hey, oh, well, maybe it'll do them a, a pull of more at cider. You know what I mean? Maybe. Who knows? We're not getting him. We're not getting him in the second. Let's get him now. So, oh, well. 
Hey, you ready for my yeah. Chris transition? Absolutely. Speaking of Moritz Cider, <laughs> <laughs> how about them Red Wings? So excited. Um, oh, God. Where do we start? Well, first off, we should. I mean, Chris and I shared a wonderful moment on Tuesday's game. Yes. Yeah. Please Boston. just explain to the people your day, the experience you had, the love you have for each other. I'm sure they would love to hear it. Chris, Radio silence, perfect. <laughs> well, I actually I'm hate just, Chris. I'm, so, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that Chris guy sucks. Uh, no, um, so I uh, was sitting down watching the game, and um, I look at my Snapchat, and I see Corey at the Red Wings game, and I'm like, hey, I'm here, and Corey is also here, and I haven't seen Corey in a while. So I brought my wife and my buddy Steve, and I said, I'm going to go see my buddy Corey. You're more than welcome to come if you'd like to. Um, and they did. And then um, I found Corey, and I bought him a fizzy drizzy, and we hugged for a very long time, and it was a beautiful moment. It was a really beautiful moment. And then, Corey, I, for, this is a funny story afterwards, I went to use the bathroom, and I was like, oh, I'm going to get one of those Trulies. That sounds really good. I, I go to use the bathroom, I come out, and she's still standing at the counter talking to this lady, and she's telling me that the like the lady who was like giving her drinks was was going on a rant about good selfies she's taken of herself. And at this point, it's like we're into the second period, and I'm like, "All right, we'll take one of those." And she's like, looks at me, and she's like, "You're having what she's having." I'm like, "No, she's having that." And then the lady's like, "The lady's like, oh, but I'm talking about my selfies." And I was like, "Yeah, we paid for a hockey ticket." And we wanted you would like to use it, and I'm sure you're a nice lady. And she's like, mm, "Okay, whatever." And it, like, shoot, I swear to God, Mary was like, "I was staying there for five minutes listening to this lady talk about her selfies." It was crazy. Anyways, long story short, but <laughs> Corey's butt was juicy that day, and I had a hard time walking away. This is this is a family friendly podcast, but I'll let it slide. I suppose. Thank you. I suppose. Thank you. And I'm Peach I may or may not have. Uh, um, um, partook in the goods as well with uh, with uh, a a young Chris groans behind such as life such as such as whom's such as whom's among us who's among us hasn't exactly exactly um however me? I will say that game for one that game you're missing out about that game time that game was so good. That game was such a good Didn't game. Did Delkovic have like sixty saves? Or no, not that's way yeah. too many. Not sixty. Like, I think like it was 50, like it was fifty. I think it was like 42. 40, 47 saves. Forty-seven saves on the day. But, I'm, but I was wrong on Aaron Daltz. Who knows? He saved a lot. He saved a lot of goals, and we were not supposed to win that game, nope. and we did. And Brad Marchand is a little rat and cheap shot it again. And I really wish that Giovanni Smith was there. Every game since I've been there, I wish G- every game I've watched is like, "Where's Giovanni? I want him back. Please, for love of God, put him on. He should be healthy by now." Forty-seven like, saves. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's insane. That's freaking crazy beans. Um, a microcosm of what that team could be once everything is clicking. You know, mm-hmm. you had mm-hmm. you had Verana on the ice looking like Who? Verana. You had Verana on the. We're gonna get to there. <laughs> Don't you worry. We're gonna get to there. Um, 
he was looking great. Uh, Larkin again scored, you know, leading the charge. Uh, and you just played, you played hard. You played hard, and you won a game at home. You're going to need to win those games against one of the top teams in the East. And the East, guys, is unbelievably stacked. There could be, I think, mm-hmm. four or five teams that finish with 100 points. That means, I guess, it's top-heavy because you play a lot of teams in in your own conference. But still, like, just take a look at the Eastern Conference. The Florida Panthers are playing out-of-their-mind hockey right now. There's a game against Toronto. They or that Tuesday. There was a game. They were down four to one. They won the game. I think eight to seven. There's or currently eight to four. four teams with over a hundred with a hundred or over points. How and how close are the others? The others are uh, Tampa Bay is four points away. They're at ninety six. Pittsburgh is at ninety four. Boston is a wild card at ninety five, and Washington is a wild card at ninety. So wait, repeat that one more time because okay. I was just doing the math in my head. So Tampa Bay ninety eight six. They're gonna get it. Pittsburgh ninety four. They Boston, will. Boston. They will get that as well. Boston in a wild card position at ninety five, and Washington at yep. a wild card position in at ninety. I don't think Washington will get it. So of the add those three, what do we have? How many teams in the East that have a hundred points going into the playoffs? If we add those three to the already total? Yes. Seven. Seven? Seven at 100. Effing teams with 100 points or better in one conference. And the Florida effing Panthers are the number one team. And the Western Conference is, it's just Colorado right now at 100. Everybody else is 94 or below. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Calgary has 97, so they'll get 102. But still. (sighs) That is stupid that's insane (laughs) that's insane insane. that is absolutely insane um but this is not a hockey podcast this is a detroit sports podcast we'll get back to that um great game from the red wings again a team playing at its full potential in that game and they were scrappy like they've been uh from the beginning of the year or at least like they were at the beginning of the year the the bright spots of the beginning season Red Wings to then just this horrible, horrible period that we experienced the past couple of months. And now we get a glimpse of what this team played like in the beginning of the year. And honestly, I would compare it to what I think the Tigers will play. I think the Tigers will play like first half Red Wings all season. What that means for mm-hmm. postseason contention, I would think I'm still in the boat that they will be competing for a playoff spot within the last couple of weeks of the, mm-hmm. of the MLB regular season. But the Red Wings showing some semblance of life at the end of the year. We enjoy, and mm-hmm. it seems like, Absolutely. and it seems like Mort Sider has the Calder all but locked up now. Trevor Zegers is playing a desperation game, trying to score a Michigan goal every chance he can because he knows if he doesn't, he's not going to win the Calder anymore. But they're still fun. They're still so much fun to watch. Oh sure, sure, one hundred percent. Yeah, and then that whole aftermath of his most recent one was a mess. But, yeah. again, not a hockey podcast. Not a hockey podcast. But, um, all in all, a fun game against Boston. And then a, I guess, a not a heartbreaking loss, but a, a tough loss in overtime to Columbus on that Saturday, which was a great game. Came from behind. Vrana and Larkin both had great goals to put them back into the contention of that game. And then now we're just trying to 
I guess get play moral spoiler. victories. Yeah, play spoiler, whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't even think you can because everybody in the East is just about locked up. Yeah, I guess that's true. Um, but Chris, just go. Just, just go. Please don't scream. I have a question. What's your question? What? Dylan Larkin. Yep. Not a question. Great talent. Okay. Great talent. Best player on the team. He's defensive ability. He way he, the way he can get the team together. I'm not gonna. I will agree. I will agree. Who is he on the line with? Lucas Raymond, who's who's on track for the Calder, and and Tyler Bertuzzi, who's one scrappy young lad, a lot of talent, a lot of talent. Usually gets the first line defense most of the time. The way the rotation set up. Quick question: um, Who's Rana's line mates? I just wanted. To, go ahead, anybody. This is an open conversation. Suter and Zadina. And Vrana and Larkin. And I will. I would make a bet that if we look back from when Vrana came back, that he has more points. Definitely more goals. But. But. He's on the third or second line. And Larkin is playing on the top line. I think that it is... Not only, I, I will admit it was stretching at first, but I think from what we have seen, I think it may be safe to say that Vrana is the best offensive player on the team. And, and I will extend an olive branch. I will shut up about it forever. Forever. I will shut up about it forever if I can get one of you to agree. And that is when I will shut up, is when that happens. If I can get one of you two to agree that Vrana is the best offensive player on the league, and on the league in the team, I'm sorry, best offensive player on the team, I will shut up about it forever. What are you trying to say? Are you trying to say offensive player, or are you trying to say goal scorer? Offensive score? player, off, offensive player. He's definitely the best goal scorer on the team. That's like without okay, question. I would I agree with he's you. He's the best offensive yes. player. I would agree with you with the best goal scorer. Goal I scorer. would agree with you I there. I would agree with that as well. A hundred percent, Chris. Best offensive player, Chris. I'm going to give you some stats. He's the best offensive player. I'm going to give you some stats. 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 So, Jacob Vrana this year, right? So, you could look at his shooting percentage. His shooting percentage right now is absurd. It's it's yes. 24%. 24% of the shots that he takes go in, go in the net. It's amazing. Okay? Um, it's pretty offensive. Cool. We like that. <laughs> We like that. That's that's great. And what's even more encouraging in the small sample size that he had last year in Detroit, he was at twenty five percent in eleven games. Cool. We like that. Chris Dylan Larkin in sixty seven games played. Sixty eight points. Sixty eight points. Chris, can you do the math for me? What what is that? That is Lucas Raymond and Tyler Bertuzzi. Uh, no, I, that's not the no, question. No, no, no. Do, no, not. no, no. Do not. <laughs> okay, no. Okay. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Dylan Larkin is on the first line. What would Verona do if he had Lucas Raymond and Tyler Bertuzzi? He wouldn't. I don't think it would change. Because. because I don't see how. Because, I don't see because how Verona is the goal scorer. 
That's his job. And he would just score more. Like, that's all would happen is he would get more opportunities. He would get way more opportunities. Jacob Verana is a wing, Chris. Larkin is a center. They play, played, They have two different I, roles. I understand they played it, but I'm saying look at what they're stacked up against. Dylan Larkin has Lucas Raymond and Tyler Bertuzzi. Verana has... Zadina, who's absolutely crapped the bed this, whoa, this whole okay. season. Whoa, 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 whoa. Time whoa, whoa. out. He is not, Time he is not what he was drafted. He was not what he that was drafted. That's not the question either. <laughs> that is not the question. Zadina, by all accounts, for the last at least month and a half, probably two to three. Last month and a half. A good defender is, and he's a facilitator. How long has Verona been here? Long enough to know that he's freaking amazing. Oh Long enough to know that he's putting puck in the net a court like one in four times the puck is going in the net. Sure. That's an that's an insane stat. Like Yes, we're agreeing with the goal scorer question. I understand the goal scoring thing. But don't worry, if you guys don't agree, don't worry. This will come up later. <laughs> it will come up down the road. And there will come another time where Jacob because I have such faith in Jacob Prada that he will continue to do what he's doing. And he'll continue to put up these numbers, even though he's on the third and second line with Pius Suter and Philip Zadina. And he will keep putting up these big gargantuan numbers. And someday, someday, I, I, don't, I don't even want to hear that I'm right. That's not even what it is. I just think that it's, it, to me, it does not make any sense that, like, yeah, he's definitely the best offensive player on the team. Just because of what he's done. He's doing unassisted goals. He's, he's... He's doing it all himself. Like, no, he's, he's doing not. It all himself. That's the thing, Chris. He's not. Zadina has he assisted on those is. goals a lot. Zadina has a okay. lot of assists for Verona specifically. Of those goals were like the majority of those goals were not wide openers. Like they weren't wide open netters. I know they were. That's not the conversation we're having. A lot of skill. A lot of. Well, that's what I'm trying to say. Is it a lot? It's a lot of skill and a lot of talent that's going beyond a shot. Like it's like he's he's. I'm not saying he's, like, the best playmaker. That's why I'm saying Larkin is the best player on the team. He, he, he's definitely the best player. But from an offensive standpoint, I would rather take Vrana at this point because he can put the puck in the net better than better than Larkin can. Way better than Larkin can. That's all I'm trying so to then, say. Yes, so then you'd argue that he's the best goal scorer. He's the best. Well, he's definitely the best goal scorer, and I think that stat alone will put him as the best offensive player on the team. That's what I'm saying. And we'll, hey, you disagree? That's fine. All right, let me ask That's you this okay. question, Chris. That's okay. Who's That's okay. who's the who's the better offensive player, David Pasternak or Brad Marchand? What do you mean? Who's the better offensive who's player? Better offensive player? Yeah. I haven't watched the Boston's all season, but from past performance, I would say David Pasternak. So you have you have the slant towards goal scoring. I do have. Well, I think that is the most notable trait about when sure. it comes to offense. Sure. If you can put the puck in the net, I. If you like, here's the thing. It doesn't matter how many, how like, if you can make an assist, if you can do this, if you can put the puck in the net one out of every four times you shoot the puck, I think that it makes you the best offensive player on the team. But that is just again my humble opinion, and I think that putting this, not giving this to Vrana, is slander, and that. Saying that Larkin's the best defensive player, I just can't see it. I can't see it over over Verona. The off the entire offense runs through Dylan Larkin. The entire Red Wings. Well, that offense. kind of is what happens when you're the first line center. How do you think like, he got to like, the first? They, they don't just give away. I'm not first saying he's line not centers. good. 
They, I'm not saying he's not good. They, they don't. I'm not saying he's not good. They don't he's just great. do that. I understand. He's great, and he fills a great. He fills a great position. He's the best player on the team. He's the best player on the team. He does a lot for the team. But from an offensive standpoint, <laughs> purely offensive standpoint, Jacob Vrano puts the puck into that one out of every four times. And half of the time he's doing it by himself. So so your your definition I just want to get this straight. Your definition of offense is strictly scoring goals. This is like saying well here's my here's strictly, how I think about it. Not the complete package. And this is what I'll say to this. Okay. Would you rather have a dollar now or would you rather have someone who will slowly, slowly throw dimes at you? I would rather take the dollar every single time. It is it is a point on the board. I don't care how good of a pass that Dylan Larkin makes. The puck is in the net, and we have a point on the board. Okay, well, how, that is offense. How's about this? How's about this? I That's will give offense. you. I will give you back this. This. Okay. Okay, Analogy. so you have you have let's let's say we have this for a week, okay? Yes. Okay. Yes. I can give you three dollars per week. Okay, three dollars per week. Okay. 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 Or every 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 week. Yes. Or. Mm-hmm. I can give you. Two dollars every week, and every day there isn't a goal or isn't a dollar. I'll give you thirty cents. <laughs> and I'm now Chris's math brain is going. <laughs> no, I'm not following. But he, this, The puck's in the net. Like, it's not like, the puck's in the net. <laughs> it's in the net. I'm not saying, like, oh, yeah, Dylan Larkin, he can really pass the puck around. He can really move, make the offense go. Great. Where's the puck? Not in the net. Where's the puck with Brown? Right, in the let, net. Let, Point on the board. Let me, let, me, let me redo this. Let me redo this. What, I don't understand. What else is offense besides putting the puck in the net? So someone's got to pucks in the net. Someone's got to give someone's you the gotta, puck to put it. Yeah, you got to get the puck. It's playmaking. But here's what I'm trying to say: is and here's here's a fun stat. If you break down how many how many games Rana has played and scored in versus how many assists Larkin has, Rana has more goals than Larkin has assists. If you account for all the games that Larkin and Rana have played, percentage wise. Rod is scoring more than Larkin is assisting. You know, this is That's insane. This is a really bad argument for every single one of us because <laughs> no one's going to win this because you could simply here, okay. here, you could okay. No, 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 no. No, listen okay. to me, Chris. Listen to me, Chris. Listen to me. You could simply oh, just use the argument of plus minus because plus minus at even strength factors in the uh Factors in the goals you score as well on even strength. Okay. And both Larkin and Verana have very bad plus minuses right now. They play for a bad team, so I get that. But yeah. they are when they're on the ice, they are responsible for more goals against than they are for. Oh, absolutely. 
I absolutely agree with you on there. And here, here's here's the other thing. Can either of us really lose this conversation? Because, yes. <laughs> hold on. <laughs> yes. Okay, maybe your pride well, can. Well, because but... in Chris's mind, the best goal scorer is automatically the best offensive player on your team. That's that's what this is. What this argument is about. Because on a team that has not great offense, yes, absolutely. So when when would the the top goal scorer not be the best offensive player? When would that happen? Because because you're saying it's not, if but you are arguing up in Connor here. Connor McDavid assists numbers, absolutely. Like it, like it, like like here's the thing. Larkin has 30 assists on the year. That's not a lot compared to what's going on in the rest of the league. Like that's not that's not huge numbers of what's going on in the rest of the league. But if Rana played the entire season and kept up to pace with scoring one goal every four shots, people would start talking about him. And they'd be like, holy cow, who is this Jacob Rana kid? This is absolutely insane. Do you want to know why they're not doing that? It's, and again, this is not this is not about, I want to specify, this is not about, I don't want to feel like I'm right. It's not about that. It's I that. Yes, it is. This it's is fully it is that. Not that. It is not <laughs> no. that. Oh it is gosh. that I cannot understand how Larkin is the best offensive player, but Rana is doing what he is doing. To me, it is just night and day. I think it's slander against Rana for what we've got for him. Because he's doing a spectacular job at a terrible place in the lineup, on a terrible team, putting up amazing numbers. Like, that to me, it's like, it doesn't make sense. It's like, it's like yeah, Larkin's on the first line. He's, he's He put up 60 points, 70 points this year. Uh, okay, cool. Like, that's not, I'm not saying it's not a g- good thing. He's a great player. He's amazing. But we're taking a kid who we traded and got picks off of who is now scoring one goal on every four shots he takes. Like, that is insane. Like, that's nuts to me. So... It's okay. We'll have this. Co- I'll 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 lay low for a while. I'll lay low. He'll start. He'll spark up again. He'll he'll keep doing his thing. Maybe we'll forget if we see a full season about Vrana. We we can we can we can take a look at this next year. That's okay. We can pack this in. That's all. That's all. Even still, what he's doing right now in his in his two seasons with Detroit, which by the way are not full seasons, he's averaging no. under a point per game. Who, Vrana? Yes. He's averaging under a point per game. Hasn't he... He has... He's averaging under a point per game. 14 points in 16 games. In 27 games played with the Detroit Red Wings, Jacob Vrana has a total of 25 points. 18 goals. I'll give him that. I'll give him all the credit. We need a goal score. 18 goals. Yes. Chris, I'm giving you the credit. Jacob Vrana... I don't want credit. I don't want the credit. (laughs) Yes, you do. I do not want the credit. No, I do not. I don't want the credit. Yes, you... to me, this is just such common sense. It's not about. It's not about. It doesn't matter. No, it's. It's that I don't understand how you can't give him the rank of like best offensive player. Like that's what the, it just doesn't make sense to me. It's not about me being right. It's about we have a kid who is on the third line putting up. Crazy don't, you can't say that he's numbers. not on the th- he was on the third line for a game. Okay. He is not on the third second line. Second line? Second line? Yes. Second line. On the Red Wings. A top a a top six forward, yes. You can't okay. you can't just have one line. You can't. Okay. And how many second of these line. goals have come on the power play? And I'm actually gonna give you even more credit here because I think Verona's like five on five uh goal numbers 
So non-power play goals is like one yeah. of the best in the league. We saw that stat a yeah. couple of times in the. I don't even know what he it was. was up there. He was up there with um, like Ovechkin, Matthews, and yeah, huge numbers. Huge numbers. So, question. Yes. If we had Alex Ovechkin on our team, would you say that Alex Ovechkin would be the best offensive player on the team? Yes. Because they're okay. different players. And why, and why is that? Because Alex Ovechkin may very well be the greatest goal scorer in the history of the NHL. You were not comparing two players, Chris. You cannot compare those two players. What are you doing? You know that nobody can see this, <laughs> and they're all just listening to me talk in the midst of this silence, right? Oh my word! What are you doing? I rest my case. Oh, Alrighty, guys, it's been a the great podcast. Dumbest visual <laughs> joke you've ever made in your life. How did you even rest your case? What point were you trying to make? There was no. We talked in circles. Okay. No. I asked Corey, why would why would Alex Ovechkin be the best player, offensive player on our team? Because he might be the greatest goal scorer of all time. Okay, well, we have someone who is putting up stat goal scoring numbers next to Alex Ovechkin. Wouldn't he then be possibly in contention for the offensive best player? But you're talking to me like I'm nuts. Like, that's the thing that doesn't I'm make sense. I'm not talking to you like, like you're nuts. This is, We are literally comparing the two best offensive players on the Detroit Red okay. Wings to one another. So you're saying that Jacob Vrana is at least number two? Yes. Uh, that, yes, okay. Why was, okay. why was okay. that? Okay. Who else would it be? Okay. Bertuzzi? That's what, I'm trying to, that's what I'm trying to figure out. I don't know why he's not number one. But anyways, and that's okay. That's okay. But here's my question. What if we go a whole season... And Jacob Rano keeps putting up the numbers that he's doing. If we go, if we go a whole I season, understand. then I think we have something incredibly special. Okay. 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 I think we have something right. incredibly special. Hold on, hold on. I want to do. I want to do the math here. I want to do All the right. Math. Do the math. Do I it quick. Do the math. For those of you who are confused, I'm going to explain what Chris just tried to do on a podcast. The silence that I was talking through, Chris took his phone, put it on his couch next to him. Actually, took his phone case. I'm sorry. Took his phone case and put it on the couch next to him and put a, what was it, a blanket, a pillow? I don't know, something over the top of it and and then said, I rest my case. Because <laughs> that's what we're dealing with right now. That's where we're at in this season, in this year of podcasting. I like to sh at this time, uh, Corey. You met him on Friday. I like to shout out my buddy Steve, who is our pretty much one of our like ten, like consistent listeners, and uh, he shares my same concerns about when it comes to Jacob Vrana slander. And so well, this, this isn't you, even buddy. slander. I'm fighting for our boy. I'm fighting slander. for our boy. <laughs> Nobody is saying anything bad about our dear friend Jacob Vrana. We like that kid. I think his greatness is being undermined. Oh, my word. Let me ask you this question, Chris. Mm-hmm. You shut down Jacob Verano on the Detroit Red Wings. I don't know how. No one's doing it right now. <laughs> you just, let, for the sake of argument, just follow a path. You shut down okay, Jacob Verano on the Detroit Red Wings. Yes. Do they lose games? Yes. He wasn't where there for 90% of the season. Where do you lose games more? 
if you shut down Jacob Vrana or if you shut down Dylan Larkin? Well, here's the thing. Dylan Larkin's not putting the puck in the net as good as Jacob Vrana is putting the puck in the net. And that's how you win games is by getting goals. So I would say that I think to win a hockey game, if you shut down the guy who's scoring the goals, you'll probably win the hockey game. But that's just my opinion. Um, again, are you guys like? Here's my thing. Here's my question. Are you guys on the other end? Like, there's no way that Dylan Larkin is like not the best offensive player on the team. Like, is that how you guys feel? Yeah, yes. I think I think it's mostly okay. I think it's mostly the small sample size. Because what okay. Okay. what okay. Vrana is doing right now, he is shooting with the Red Wings, I think, 10% better than he was ever shooting with the Washington Capitals. Yeah, sure. That's awesome. Sure. Yeah. That's great. And it's great. I love it. What if he keeps it up? If he keeps it up, then we'll have a different conversation. Yes. Okay. Okay. Yes. Okay. And Chris, to your point... I don't have it. It's not my point. Well, I'm I'm oh giving gosh. you Just my point. <laughs> to to add to this, I did the math. Alexander mm-hmm. Ovechkin has scored a goal in about sixty-two percent of his games in his career. In his career, Alexander Ovechkin has seven hundred and seventy-five goals. It's amazing. That is amazing. That's amazing. Okay. In 27 games with the Detroit Red Wings, mm. Jacob Verona has a 66%. So, yes, he he is right now. With a tiny it, sample size. Don't say it, Corey. With a right tiny now, sample size. Right now? Right now. Not no, including you his gotta time let at me, Washington. You gotta let I'm me finish. You, finish. you gotta let, you let finish. me finish. I'm letting you finish. I have do your thing, dude. Right now, yes, he is shooting at a historic percentage. And right Hold now, on, you didn't let me finish. Okay, go ahead. If you were to take this sort of uh, variable percentage and this variable comparison with sample sizes. And you were to take it into the scientific realm and try to publish this scientific paper about this anomaly in nature, they would laugh at you and reject your thesis in 60 seconds. Not even. Why is that? Because your sample size is tiny compared to the other one. And also, Corey didn't even do the math for the time. No, no, no. Corey didn't even do the the math for the time he was in Washington where he wasn't doing all of that. That's fine. Understandably so. Let me then ask you this. Given this sample size, would you say that since Vrana has been back, if we're just looking from then to now... Okay, since Vrana's been back, I can do the math, sure. No, but no, I'm not saying the math. I'm just asking you guys a question. If, since Vrana has been back, we don't look at anything else, and you look at Vrana, you look at Larkin... Who would you say is a better offensive player? Wait, repeat the question. I'm sorry. I was doing math. So don't look at anything else from any other. Don't look like no one existed before Jacob Rana showed up this season. Who would you say the better offensive player is? Since, so since Jacob Rana showed up. <laughs> showed up, yes. And you look at both of them. You look at both of them. 
I'm, I'm saying small sample size because I under I, res, I totally respect that argument that there's just not enough of Jacob Ron to actually say he's a bunch of other player. I understand that concern. I feel if like at this point you're just fishing for us size. to agree with you. You just really want us I'm to agree saying, with you. Yeah, just one person really. It's not <laughs> no, either of you. I'm okay with no. it. But let me ask I'm you: he scored, he scored more goals. He scored more goals. He. I, but would you say, given just the sample size and nothing else? Would you say he's the best offensive player? No. <laughs> no. Corey? Corey? I still think the offense runs through Larkin. You would have bigger you'd have bigger problems if Dylan Larkin was out of the equation than Jacob Brana. Although I am oh, I had no, this I had this I would agree with you. I had this argument with some I with my baseball with buddies about uh, I think it was batting average runs batted in and like WRC, like what's the best run producing stat? Like who's the more valuable? And it came down to like, if that player scores runs, then they're more important. Yeah. I will agree with you that if you take Jacob or you take Larkin out, or you take Vrana out, that the team would hurt more. I'm not saying that. I understand. I think Larkin's an amazing two-way player, truthfully. And he gets the team fired up. He's a way better defensive player than Vrana is. I will I will shout that to the moon. I will say that. Sure. But if we take the sample size. We're done. I can't. We, we've gone 20 minutes over offense. what our average time is. And just talk we about we got to shut this down because we will be here for hours. It's a preference. Anybody? It's a preference argument. It's, it, it's is, a preference? it is solely okay. a preference argument. It's so it on is, the fence, it right? It is solely it's so a preference argument. Because... because we're we're talking about a finisher and a guy who can who can produce at all facets. So would you rather Both have our Jacob Larkin? Would you rather would you rather have a home run hitter or a well balanced hitter? A hitter who can do everything. He isn't necessarily the best at every category, but because he can do everything well, he is considered an offensive threat. That is, and what that is if- what the Red Wings have been. What if the guy who was hitting home runs was hitting more home runs than the person was well balancing? If he was hitting more home runs... Okay, then there you go. There you go. You've fallen into my trap, sir. Because even now... <laughs> even now... Verana isn't matching that production. That Dylan Larkin has. Okay. okay. Because you're simply you're simply talking about who has more goals. And Verona has more goals. He does. But he's doing it way better. Like it's not even like it's not even close to What's me. way like, better? He... Larkin's averaging more points per game. I'm not saying he's not averaging more points per game. He's definitely averaging more points per game. He should be averaging more points per game. He's our first round he's our first line center. But but I think the goals that Jacob Vrana brings to the team is what has made us win games in the past couple of weeks, that games we should not have won. And I think that makes up for the assist or the one assist or the one goal that Larkin was a part of when Vrana's putting up two goals a I'd game. I'd like to see how many how many goals Larkin scored in games that Vrana has scored goals as well. And how many assists. Not as many. And how, you know that for a fact? I don't know. And most that. since he's since he's been back, Rana has usually done like I'm not saying Larkin does. He puts up assists. He puts up, that's fine. I get that. But when he's Rana scoring, he's putting up multiple goals a game, and it's quite impressive. 
It's 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 taking us over the hump. The game, That's what the game that we went to on Tuesday, both Larkin and Verona found the back of the net. Verona found it twice, if I'm not mistaken. On Tuesday? Yeah. Did you not? No. Mm-hmm. Oh. He found it, I think, on... That was last the game night, against... two nights ago? I don't even think he scored twice. He scored once. He tied no, the game. he scored twice. I thought he scored earlier in the game, and then he had the tiebreaker. Or Wait, for Columbus? Yeah. Yeah, Columbus he scored twice. Yeah. Boston. If Jacob Verona continues anyway, okay. this clip, I will I will crown I will I will gladly crown him as the best, best offensive, offensive player. player. If he okay. can if okay. he continues if he continues to shoot to at a if he continues to shoot at a twenty five percent I don't think any let me I'm gonna look at Wayne Gretzky. I'm I wanna see what his shot percentage was. I'm I'm doing it right now and I'm gonna I'm gonna be done. I'm gonna be done. That's fine. I understand. I understand. I love how the third thing that pops up when I shirt when I search Wayne Gretzky is is about his daughter. That's wonderful. <laughs> Not really. That was more of a joke. It, just what is, what was the finished phrase? He's it was I was being facetious but because everyone thinks he has a hot daughter. Oh, that's what I thought it was. I knew you were being facetious. I just wasn't understanding what his problem or what. Chris, you're taken, man. You can't. You can't talk about that. I can look at the menu. I just can't order. That's a big difference. Well, what the, the amount of times that the amount of times, times that Andrea has said that to me is hysterical. Do they not have his shooting? I'm going to be honest. I totally disagree with that statement, but that's okay. Uh, I love uh, that hair. While we okay. search for stats. Yeah, Wayne Wayne Gretzky Wayne Gretzky shot at a seventeen point six shooting percentage for throughout his entire career. Okay. And Alexander Ovechkin has shot a has shot a twelve eight shooting percentage. If Jacob Verana can consistently shoot a twenty five percent, then yes, I will crown I will crown him as the greatest goal scorer of all time. Yeah, I'm not confident that that can be. Okay. That's okay. not sustainable, but we'll see. Okay. Okay. And on that note, we should actually wrap this up. We are a half hour over time. <laughs> and all of that was just Verona talk for the third time, fourth time on this podcast. Anyways, thank you all so much for being here. I'm well spent. We, we love you all. We thank you for putting up with nonsense <laughs> like this. Uh, yeah, if you want to give us a follow in. on all of our socials at CNC Sports Pod, go send Chris memes. Five stars. I don't know. Go rip him to shreds. Uh, we love you all. Have a great it's rest a of the week. question of preference. Victim I of do, circumstance. I do, and I think it is a preference that we can both, both, I don't know, maybe, and I'm open to being wrong. I'm not oh saying okay. I'm not. If he Goodbye, shoots at twenty five percent, I will claim him as the greatest hockey player okay. of all That's time. All That's, <laughs> all <laughs> That's all I need. That's all I need. That's all I need. That's all I need. Goodbye, folks. This is going to go on for another twenty minutes. After I will claim him as the greatest hockey player of all time if he shoots a twenty five percent clip. I will do that. I will do that. If he shoots a twenty five percent clip from here on to the end of his career, I will claim him script. as the greatest. Ho- I don't even care if he doesn't. Reach I'm breaking his legs tonight. <laughs> Then he'll never. Then he'll never beat Joe Larkin <laughs> as the greatest offensive player. Ha! You've lost. 
But you said you, you said lost. his whole career. <laughs> oh my gosh! Goodbye. Bye. It's a pretty episode. Yes, I I only care about goals. Hey everybody, this is Noelle. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the CNC Replay. Please subscribe and rate us five stars as it really helps us out. And give us a follow on Instagram and Twitter at CNC Sports Pod. We'll see you next week.